Welcome to Sacred at Work. This podcast is designed to give voice to the feelings and desires so many of us are having at this extraordinary transformational moment on the planet. Join us on this exploration and sacred journey of uncovering our truest selves, whether in business or in life, because after all, sacred is always at work. We are two colleagues, businesswomen, mothers, entrepreneurs, and seekers. Hi, I'm Pam Shalou from Oakland, California. I am founder of Practical Feed Advisors, and I help kick-ass female visionaries to tune into their intuition, trust themselves more fully, and take inspired action from that place to change the world. I support entrepreneurs to connect with the soul of their business and explore how the sacred can be accessed through our work and our workplaces. Hello there. Welcome to episode six. Mm -hmm. It's very exciting. You know, I was thinking about all that we've been learning through this journey of doing a podcast together, you know, from the the benign to how our microphones work to the sacred and all the, all the topics that we're talking about all lead back to love. They do. I, I, I love that uh, perspective. I love that perspective. And it's so true. Um, One thing I often share with people that I work with is truly everything is, is really just one thing. Mm -hmm. And um, we're always, coming back to love and, and something you always talk about frequently connection. We're always coming back to love and connection because ultimately that is at the center of everything and at the center of every solution to every Mm -hmm. Yeah. It's good to be learning this with you and on to be on this journey and, and for our listeners who, who keep giving us, you know, wonderful feedback about the journey that they're on as well. So uh, it's also good to know we're in it together. We yes, we are. I, <laughs> I wish that for everyone. Find someone to be on this journey with together. It's uh, it's a gift. So, what are we talking about today, Hillary? Ooh, we are talking today about the power of surrender. Mm. It's, uh, yes, it's definitely up for me uh, these days. Um, as I was thinking about this topic, I was going for a walk in the woods with my friend Alexandra. And uh, she reminded me that for most people and for me, for most of my life, surrender is equated with giving up or giving something up. Mm-hmm. We, we sort of think of it in the military sense when we you know, surrender to the enemy or to the person who has won and we have lost and therefore we surrender. Mm-hmm. But as is so often true with it from a spiritual sacred perspective, Surrender is exactly the opposite of that. Um, I, I, the reason why this is so up for me is I had a very powerful experience recently. I, um, I had a painful, painful work entang- entanglement. Um, I was connected to this business for a few years and it, it was a lot of suffering for everyone, you know, big, big dollops of pain for all all humans involved. And um, I, at the beginning of 2020, I just had this deep sense that I wanted to resolve this relationship, this entanglement. And I literally had no idea how this was going to work. And so I 
prayed, prayed to Mary Magdalene, prayed to the universe for this issue to be resolved in the best interest of all parties, in the highest interest of everyone involved. And, you know, not only did I have no idea at all, like logistically, operationally, how this was, situation was going to be changed, I, I absolutely for sure had no idea how this was going to work out in everyone's highest interest. That, that kind of seemed impossible. And I just said, I don't know how to do this. I really want it out of my life over to you. And I, I truly surrendered uh, this problem, this situation. And I kept doing it for a few months, you know, when I thought, when I thought of it or when it was feeling incredibly heavy, I would again say the same thing. And then in, you know, that was January in November, an email showed up from someone I didn't know, who I'm sure didn't know me more than, you know, whatever, a few days before my name crossed his awareness. And he offered the perfect solution not a solution, but the perfect solution that was indeed in the highest interest of everyone involved. Mm. And from there, there was actually five more months of, of untangling this, this uh, situation. And that pain kept re resurfacing and, and the resistance kept resurfacing. And, you know, it was, um, yeah, I was not sleeping well, like it was really up. And finally, when it didn't look like anything was moving, I just said, I need to take a break, said to myself, and parties on my side of the coin, I need to take a break. And I got to a place over those couple of weeks where I just was able to say, if resolving this situation is in the highest interest of all parties, I say yes. And if not resolving the situation, if this is supposed to continue to be in my life for the interest and the highest interest of all parties involved, I say yes to that too. So again, I just surrendered completely or as much as I could. And shortly thereafter, it was resolved. It's out of my life. It, it, it's just been such a powerful miracle. And at its center, I'm so clear that it is surrender. And that's why I wanted to talk about this today. Mm. Um, it, was such a, it was such a beautiful, incredible experience for me through the act of surrender. Mm. So yeah, that's how I came to this uh, topic. <laughs> uh, you know, it's, I, I so appreciate with you starting with the, the notion of surrender as giving up uh, in your example, your very real and recent example, you don't, there, you gave up nothing. You actually said yes. So surrender as a yes is sort of goes against everything we're taught about what surrender means. So that's, I think this is really uh, an interesting and intriguing topic. And, and it's one that I've had, you know, I've had a love hate relationship with it, with the notion of surrendering ever since I was a kid mm -hmm. in my house. Um, we, it, it was a very highly competitive um environment. In fact, that was how my community was. It was all about um, sports and like, it was all about competition. And in that sense, the idea of surrendering on anything just wasn't done. You know, that automatically led to me feeling like I was a big loser with a capital L if I gave up 
But as an adult now, when I'm having a bad hair day, I may not equate surrendering with a capital L loser, but I do still feel that I'm giving up or quitting something and that never feels good. There's been many times in my life where I've had that, you know, that quiet whisper or the nudge on my shoulder that invites me to surrender to something that clearly wasn't working, but instead it would actually make me double down. Like I would double down on trying to make the thing happen. I dig in my heels and the energy behind it was sort of like an F you. It was my way of feeding my ego sense of desire to prove that I can do anything I put my mind to, which, you know, is not inherently bad um, if we are being, um, you know, persistent to, to do something we want to and, and motivated by that. But when the doing becomes harmful or toxic, we have to remember that there's another way. And ultimately, I've come to better understand that my desire to control things, sometimes all things, does not allow me to surrender to anything. And luckily, luckily, not every day, but I'm finally starting to deeply, deeply know and feel that this control strategy often causes me more harm than good. It just doesn't work. Oh, yeah, I can totally feel that. And thank you for sharing that story. Um, I think many of us can definitely relate to that in terms of our uh, childhoods and and, uh, first family dynamics. And I'm Mm -hmm. sorry that that has happened to all of us, truly. It is, it's true. It is all of us. Mm -hmm. So let's talk a little bit about what it looks like and what it feels like. What does surrender look like and feel like to you? Yeah. So, so in, as opposed to, you know, giving up or giving up control, um, interestingly, when you, you know, when you said that surrender was about saying, yes, surrender is about accessing power. So it's the exact opposite of what we think it is, which is giving up our power. Mm-hmm. So I think one of the first things I'd like to invite the thought of is who are we surrendering to? Who am I talking about when I say I surrender, I give it up to you. Mm. And for me, that is this incredibly loving power, someone who knows much more than I do, that understands the far, far greater picture than I ever could who only wants the best for me and who loves me unconditionally. This is the person that I'm calling in when I say I surrender. I um, I had this, as I was thinking about this topic, I had the image of like being in a maze or a labyrinth. And if we could get, if I could get through this, this labyrinth, there would be, you know, the most beautiful prize at the end. And I could either do this alone or I could do it with someone who knew exactly the way out of the labyrinth. So if I had that entity beside me who knew exactly the way out of the labyrinth to get my beautiful prize, why wouldn't, why wouldn't I ask for their help? Mm. And at the same time, 
I'm always the one choosing the path. I ask for their advice and then I always get to choose the path. But what's so powerful about this is this entity, no matter what path I choose, I could go completely down the wrong way. I could hit a dead end. At every point, this entity knows the way through. And at any point, I can choose to ask them how to get out of this, how to reach the beautiful prize. Mm -hmm. And that's really what I mean when I say surrender. I'm saying yes to accessing this loving, powerful being uh, to, to help me guide my way. Wow. You know, it's very interesting. I hadn't thought about I didn't think about a person or like a, a, a who as part of a surrender. I always think of it or have thought of it as a, a what. And mm-hmm. I interpret surrender as a radical act of love. Because as you've said, and, and we know surrender is a choice. And true power does come from choice. And in surrender, we come to a moment where we have to decide, right? Like you're in this moment, you have to decide whether this is this experience is more harmful or more helpful to continue, whether or not to continue what we are doing. And we can always weigh that potential gain against possible loss and decide what best serves our purpose. We have choice in that. And so we have to be consciously aware. And as I reflect on it, I know, you know, over my many years of life now, that um, when I don't surrender, it often leads to a vicious cycle of stress and anxiety about not having control, me being constantly driven by fear, I can spend too much money and time and energy trying to get back control or perceive control. And ultimately, I can feel lost and depressed when I can't get that control. And, you know, and that's inevitable. We're control is an illusion. So when I take a moment and on my good hair days, when I can remember that I do have that choice and the ability to push the pause button on my need for control, my whole body responds and starts to relax. I can breathe more deeply and feel more sense of possibility. And from there, I'm more able to learn, lean into the trust and be fully present in the moment. I feel so good. Can you feel that? It's like when you can actually lean into it. I, I so can. And, and that um, is a real message that's coming through clearly from the divine feminine is that we need to tend to our overstimulated nervous systems. Yes. We need for them in this time space reality to help them relax in a gentle, loving way, it is, it is being uh, called for. Yes, it is. And thanks for that reminder, because it's so critical. And, and part of that relaxing is allowing full presence, allowing ourselves to be fully present. And in that presence, I notice that I'm able to access the ability to sense a real sense of awe of what is unfolding in front of me. And it gives me the opportunity to offer gratitude for the moment. And that's when curiosity bubbles up, like what's next? I wonder how this is going to unfold. So I look at this as the gift, you know, what is the gift of surrender? It really is giving yourself over to what you most value in the moment. 
maybe not even in your whole lifetime, but in that moment, what do I value? Do I value being crazy, going a little bit crazy, stir crazy because I'm in this vicious cycle? Or do I value having relaxation and ease and trust? In making this conscious, deliberate choice to be true to myself, I'm doing it regardless of the outcome. You know, it's just, uh, I wish it was just that simple. <laughs> you know, like it's so easy to be thinking about and, 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 and talking about this topic and then being in it. I just had this week, I was having so much anxiety about a particular issue and um, I couldn't let it go. I wanted to control it uh, until we started thinking, you know, we, we chose this topic to talk about and it was like, oh, right, let's practice what we preach. <laughs> um, and it, it's, it really just comes down to, you know, how do we build these capacities to help us remember in the moment when we're in the cycle and to know that, that it, it exists within us so that we can lean into it. Yeah. And I think, I think, you know, the freight, one of the phrases I keep coming back to again and again, and, and uh, of course I've been exactly where you have and often am and still am all the time where I, I forget about this concept of surrendering. I forget that there is help out there and just in the most gentle, compassionate way, once we come out of that, we, we just need to remind ourselves that at any moment we can choose and choose again. You know, it, even if the thousand moments before this one, we didn't choose that, mm -hmm. that doesn't matter. Mm -hmm. In this moment, in this second, I can make a different choice. Yeah. And, and that, you know, that it, it, it's all that matters. Everything behind and everything before can fade away. So there's a couple of things that have really helped me to, as you say, integrate this more easily into my life and help me remember a little sooner when I'm in that anxiety and uh, to not, you know, to have access to that uh, a little sooner in, in the process. And, and that is how I use a couple of sacred teachings that are in lessons that are applicable to this, this topic. The first is a really tricky idea that's quite important here because we associate surrender with giving up, giving up control, giving up to the enemy, giving up who knows what, our money and our power, we're surrendering it, we're surrendering the win. It's important to remember that the opposite is true, is that you are asked to give up nothing to have everything. Mm -hmm. There is no one asking you to sacrifice. There is no one asking you to give up anything. It's this benign, loving power that just wants to, you know, shower down all the gifts of the world. And I was thinking about a child playing with their favorite toy, like a Lego. And as a loving parent, you're not going to take away the child's favorite plaything. You're probably going to go buy more Lego <laughs> and, and encourage that, right? We're not... And you're still going to make that child go to school and do their chores. They're not allowed to play with the Lego all the time, but, but you don't have to give it up or you're not forced to give it up. And that's true too, even when there's something that's no longer serving us, like something that uh, harms us, causes suffering, is a story that no longer is in our highest interest. Um, I think about, you know, 
a, a teenage girl coming home with a boyfriend that the parent doesn't approve of. Well, the, the worst thing you can do is say, you can't see that boyfriend again, right? <laughs> to make them give it up. Mm-hmm. No, that's not it. It's love and compassion. It's showing them alternative ways. It's helping them remember who they are and their strength. And, and that is how they this, the daughter can then make their own choice. And that's, that's how the sacred, that's how God is with mm-hmm. us. He is like the most, or she, they are the most loving parent who is never asking us to give up anything, mm. to have everything. Mm. And the other concept that uh, is really important for me in this topic is that the world is conspiring for your success. Mm-hmm. And that phrase really lands with me because it's not like, the world wants your success, which is true. The, the, the universe wants your success. No, the universe is conspiring for your success. There is an active action in what the God, the universe, our non-physical entities, our highest self are conspiring. They're sitting in a circle talking about, oh, Hillary made this choice. Okay, now what? How do we take that and make it so that she can see the path forward from there to her highest, best outcome, conspiring mm-hmm. for our success. Mm-hmm. And, and so I take these two phrases, you are asked to give up nothing, to have everything, and the world is conspiring for your success. And there's a couple of practices. One uh, is from A Course in Miracles. It's often the way that they teach to uh, do practices, which is, you know, set a timer for the top of the hour and on the hour or as close to it as you can get, just say the phrases, pick one and work with it for a day or a week. You are asked to give up nothing to have everything. And there's no perfection here. If you remember six times during the day or 10 times during the day, it's fine. And just just really say and feel the phrase and then get on with your day. So that's a really great kind of practice you can do. And the other one is take a little bit more time, maybe even do a bit of writing, especially if you're thinking about a particular problem or challenge or situation, say, take that situation and and use the phrase, what if, what if Mm. I'm asked to give up nothing to have everything? What would this problem look like if Mm. I knew that the world was conspiring for my success? Because sometimes we can't totally feel it or believe these things. So just be curious, what if that were true? Mm -hmm. How would I approach it? How, what, what answers would come to me? What, what would the best outcome be? So those are a couple of phrases, a couple of teachings, and then a couple of practices um, that have really helped me to remember to access this surrender when, mm-hmm. when I need it. I love it. I love this. And I, I, it lands with me as well that, that the universe is you know conspiring for our success. And it sort of goes back to where we started when um, you, you noted surrender uh, to who, right? So if if there's a conspiring universe, then we're co-collaborators on the journey, right? So then we're never alone. There's co-collaboration happening and we always have power and choice in that collaboration, right? Like it is, it is ours to have. Um, I love that. 
Mm, yeah, totally co-creating at all times. Exactly. exactly. I like how about you, Pam? How does what 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 helps you with this, mm-hmm. this surrender topic? Yeah, for me, you know, I think I feel like over the last six months that there's this learning that's happening or this integration in the body. So I'm noticing with all my clients, with myself that. Um, the things that I have known are now integrating into a felt sense knowing, like it's a full body knowing a full body. Yes. And so with surrender, it, it starts with the body and in order to cultivate the capacity to surrender, here's a few things that I would recommend and that I have been playing with um, every time this, uh, the vicious cycle of anxiety or control comes in. First, I begin by pushing the pause button. You know, notice how in that pause, notice how your body is responding to the desire or the need for control. Actually feel the fear or the anxiety that that can arise. And I invite you to stay with it. You know, get really comfortable with the uncomfortable feeling and then use that feeling. In the discomfort, then you can lift up your eyes and look at what else is right in front of you. What are you grateful for in this moment, even in the discomfort? Is the sun shining brightly on you and you feel the warmth of the sun? Did you just have an incredibly delicious lunch? You know, did you make a choice that felt satisfying today? What are you grateful for in this moment? And then feel that gratitude fully in your body. How does that feel? Where does it live in your heart or in your belly? And once I take a moment to feel that gratitude, then I stop and take a moment to notice my breath. Has it slowed down? Am I taking deeper breaths? I am. I can relax into the breathing starts to become deeper. And then from that place, I can invite in curiosity. Like it's like a bubbling up effervescence energy that comes up. And like you, I ask the question, what if I would actually surrender to this situation? And what if I trusted more fully in the, in this notion that I'm co-conspiring with the universe That what if is so powerful because then in all of that, everything is possible. And then always from that inquiry, from that curiosity, I invite you to choose an action now from a place of love instead of the fear or the anxiety. Ask yourself, what is the next right action for me to make in this situation? And then just do it. However big, however small, take action. Because within the action, power and choice lives. And it is a co-conspiring moment that the universe will then respond. Oh, she's ready. She's taking action. Let's go. And that breaks the cycle. And it allows for movement, advancement, and step-by-step towards, um, towards the surrender, which is ultimately freedom. Mm, I love that. And, and what a great example, if you're not giving anything up, right, you're still 
the the person making that choice you're just making it out of love you're making it in the co-creation mm-hmm. uh, that that is very powerful mm-hmm. very beautiful yeah yeah i don't know it's it's just as we talked about in the beginning it it, it all comes back to love love and connection how cool is that so so very cool and so very simple you know that that well-worn phrase it's it's not easy but it's simple is is very true when we're talking about um access to the sacred it's mm-hmm. always there it mm-hmm. is always there for us mm-hmm. but we have to say yes like you say we have to make the first step and then the universe will be like great okay <laughs> I'll, I'll take it from here <laughs> I think we should take a log, do a log this week on how many times we surrender. Uh, now that we've been practicing this tool and, and uh, uh, talking about it with everyone, we should, we should uh, take, take note of how well we do it this week. <laughs> I love it. Let's do that. And then, uh, of course, we invite everyone listening to this podcast to do it as well. And feel mm-hmm. free to, to share it uh, with uh, hello at sacredatwork.com. And we will take note of your surrender practice celebrate celebrate and cheer you on absolutely Mm. absolutely beautiful well pam uh thank you so much for this gorgeous conversation on on surrender and um and that beautiful observation that as it always just keeps coming back to love and connection Mm. well i'm speaking to you from the traditional and unceded territories of the squamish musqueam and tsleil nations Pam lives on the unceded territory and lands of the Ohlone people. You can find Pam at practicalfeet.com and I'm at transformingventures.com. If you have any questions or comments or issues that you'd like us to address in future episodes, please email hello at sacredatwork.com. If you'd like to support the production and distribution of the podcast, we of course would be very grateful. And you can consider contributing through Patreon at patreon.com slash sacred at work. Our podcast is produced by Collins Mina. Our beautiful opening and closing music is composed and performed by Lorianne Speed. Sacred at Work is released twice per month, and we very much look forward to connecting with you next time. Sending you our love. Bye-bye.